It's the Balls Deep Podcast, Season 7, Week 2. I'm your host and commissioner of the league, Parker, and join with me is my co-host, Taylor T-Daddy Payne, and we have a great show for you guys today. Um, Taylor, how's it going? It's going great, man. Living living life. Uh, we got Episode 3 uh, about to come out live. Uh, we had a lot of great action in Week 2, a lot of drama, a lot of upsets, and a lot of people that are going to establish themselves from here on out for the playoffs. Yeah. Full disclosure, this is like Michael Jordan had his flu game. This is my kidney stone game right here. Same thing, dude. I mean, the dedication you have for not only our community and our league, uh, but for the fans out there, uh, like Butterball Turkey, I mean, hats off to you, man. Yeah, I mean, I had to do it for the league. I had to do it. Full disclosure for anyone that hadn't known, I had kidney stones today. Not, Not fun. Not fun at all. I wish that upon no one. And, and full disclosure, I reached out to Butterball Turkey this weekend to try to get them to advertise and sponsor our league, but they didn't go for it. So honestly, fuck Butterball Turkey. Yeah, fuck Butterball. We're not fans of them anymore. It's the last yeah. time you'll hear us mentioning them. Yep, but we're here doing the show no matter what for you guys. So let's go ahead and kick it off to week two, the highlights, the upsets, and we have a couple of history uh, makings in the league this week, uh, some high scores, uh, and I think it's the first tie of the league as well. Yeah, very true. But before we begin, you ready for the fastest two minutes? Let's hit it. Let's do it. We start in the Slug Garden, as we had two teams taking on each other in the Taints Division. The Sexy Sophie Slugs aren't slugging around this year, T, as they took care of business defeating the face sitters. Coach Sutton's men put up a valiant effort, but couldn't finish, as injuries and poor play from the tight end position left them in the snail trail. Slugs, 129, face hitters, 125. In Cleveland, we had two teams battling it out in the Pussies Division. Both teams couldn't stop making out with their cousins as we have our first ever tie in the league. Each team put up a respectable 138 points but couldn't keep their hands off their cousins to secure the dub. Steamers remain undefeated as public masturbation is still looking to add our tally in the wing column. that T? That's the sound of Tisburg celebrating. Tisburg ends their losing streak after putting up the ball's deep record for most points scored in a game and absolutely throttling Team Shear. Everything's pointing up for Tisburg. Team Shear, on the other hand, is looking like this may be a long year.
in the ball division, we are on cuck alert as the Cuckboard 3000 defeated Team Taco. The people of Mexico are really starting to question the front office changes during the offseason as the toppers are looking incompetent to start the season. Cucklord, 117, Team Taco, 105. Morning Chubb woke up fully stiff as Team Pussy Destroyer couldn't get it up this weekend. Coach Burnham has his team to a 2-0 start to start the season as Bloom is still looking for his first win. If things don't turn around soon for Bloom, we could be seeing a Sacco alert. Morning Chubb, 128, Team Pussy Destroyer, 104. And lastly, T. Team McCraney called on Stefan Diggs to put the team on his back and he responded in a big way, scoring 44.8 points to defeat Come So Hard by Phillip Rivers. Tough loss for Coach Henson as he suffers his first loss of the season. Team McCraney, 141, Come So Hard by Phillip Rivers, 105. Alright, that's the fastest two minutes. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Let's get into this week. So, Taylor, got to start off with Pittsburgh this week. Pittsburgh, we put up a league high, the league record for most points in the league history with 208 points, absolutely throttling team sheer. It was a Dick's divisional game, so we had to have it. We finally shook off our losing streak, trying to go from worst to first this year. Highest, highest margin of victory in the league. Yeah, not looking good for team sheer. Yeah, I mean, this has to be one of the lowest scoring um, points put up by someone in the week as well, right? Yeah, with only 71 points, that's just not going to get the job done. Right. And you got to have a running back if you're even going to be considered for the playoffs. So hopefully uh, this weekend, Kyle did some soul searching, did some research, and is going to make some trade propositions uh, for a couple of running backs to help him get on the wind train. Because uh, if not, he is definitely going to probably finish dead last. Uh and worse, I don't think anyone has ever gone winless in this fantasy football league. Yeah, we never had a winless team. So, But if I'm sheer right now, I'm getting on my hands and knees and begging for a trade for a running back because he's his running back locker room is just tough right now. Very tough. They haven't identified anyone yet that's going to be able to take over the run game for them. Yeah, but props to me. I'm happy for my team. But we know right now, right now it's just week two. You know, we don't want to peak too soon. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um I think, again, uh, week two is another just freebie to evaluate where you're at going into uh, the meat and grit of the season coming up here in the next couple of weeks. But you got to put it together soon or else you're going to see seeing more L's in the lose column coming for you shortly. Yeah. And uh, kind of sticking with the Dicks division, we had a Dicks versus Pussies matchup between Team McCraney and Kumsuar Phillip Rivers. McCraney took the dub, scoring 141 points against Henson's 105. Um McCraney scored the second most points in the league. Um, McCraney, you know, good good week for him. The Dicks, our division, we we won our first outer, outer divisional game. It could play big dividends for him at the end of the season as our tiebreaker for the playoffs is head-to-head matchups. So that could play big for him. Yeah, I mean, it would have been nice for your scenario uh, if he would have lost this week. But uh, hats off to McCraney. I think he has a really strong team. Uh, that's definitely going to make a push for the playoffs as well. But another dark horse that I kind of just shitted on too early, uh, put my foot in my mouth, is Henson. Uh, even though uh, Henson lost this week, he still doesn't have a bad team going into the rest of the this year. He could probably put together some more upsets coming his way. 
Yeah, he's got a very solid squad. The series between them is now tied 2-2, two to two, so McCraney evened up the series. Yeah, I mean, I was rooting for Henson because McCraney's in my division, but you win some, you lose some. Yep, you fight to see another day. Yeah. And now we got to get into the next matchup uh, between the in, a, in the Pussies division, between the Cleveland Steamers and Public Masturbation, our first tie in league history. I mean, I can't believe it. Both teams scored 138.48 points, which normally should get you enough to get the dub. But I cannot – like, it's insane that both teams scored the exact same amount of points. Yeah, I don't know what the statistical odds of tying someone in a fantasy football league, um, but we knew – uh, going into this week that this was going to be a game to watch and a great game. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't believe in ties whatsoever. It's like kissing your cousin. Um, so my opinion is to prove who is the more dominant person uh, in this league, because there's high stakes at this league, is for both of them to pick a steakhouse of their choice. Um, and they have to order a, a bread basket or an appetizer, but they have to minimum, minimum, the minimum order a 28 ounce steak and two sides. And uh, the first one that eats it all under an hour uh, should be declared winner. <laughs> I haven't thought of that. That's honestly awesome. I actually really do enjoy that, but we do have breaking news, breaking news. Uh, we will have a tiebreaker in the playoffs and it was determined by the league. It will be the most bench points. So if we do have a tie in the playoffs, whoever scores the most bench points will advance. So that, that was good. To, so at least that happened in case it did happen in the playoffs. We know how to handle it. Yeah. Good thing that's already been established. Yeah. And then uh, that was also huge for Coleman to stay undefeated. You know, he's 1-0-1, still undefeated. We have four undefeated teams remaining between Coleman, Sovi, Burnham, and um, the Cuck Lord. So all four no, of them undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. No one would have put their money down. And as of right now, going into week three, no one would have said top three in the league, Pat Burnham or Jared. Uh, the IBM projections didn't give him a chance whatsoever. Then again, IBM ratings are so biased. Um, but Pat's predicted to take over the whole entire league, yeah. um, which is absolutely crazy. And then they're sleeping on Burnham's team, and they haven't really said much about Jared's, but Burnham's still predicted to finish 10th, which is so interesting to me. Yeah, very interesting. We'll get into that a little bit later, but I, like last thing I wanted to point out between uh, the steamers and public masturbation was this tie makes their week 12 matchup a huge matchup between the two teams, you know, for tie breaking and just for the, the division. Yeah. I think uh, we're going to have college game day there for that week. So <laughs> we'll be, we'll be really excited about that matchup. Yeah, definitely. Sticking with the, or going into the balls division, we had a balls divisional game between team taco and the cuck Lord 3000. Jared took care of business, took down team taco, Gary and top Gary and Nick cannot be happy with how their season starting as the Cuck Lord basically fucked their wives this weekend. And now, you know, Jared, he, he, he scored the lowest amount of points for the week, but he still got or the lowest amount of points for a winning team this week, but he still got the dub. But yeah, a lot of question marks around Team Taco. People of Mexico are getting pretty pissed at this. Yeah, I mean, let's just face it. Team Taco got put in the cuck hold and still has not got out of it. And his organization is absolutely getting shredded week in and week out. Uh, a lot of people are having buyer's remorse. Um, he hasn't done his post interviews or his segments would top it off uh, in two weeks either. So I think for his luck to turn around, he needs to justify the record uh, to come out clean, to talk about what's going on in the organizations, the changes that they made. Um, and he's got to put it together um, if he's going to be a contender in this league for this year's division and for the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, with Gary and Topper or Gary and Nick, I keep calling Topper Nick or I keep calling Nick Topper. But for Gary and Nick, you know, they have definitely the combined most experience in fantasy football. And we thought that was going to play a dividend. But right now it's looking like they're both just out of it. 
Yeah, the young gun coaches are uh, literally taking new talent and taking them really far. Um, I think you got to switch it up player-wise on your roster. Uh, go out and get some young guys that are going to put up numbers for you week in and week out. Yeah, so far it doesn't look like the old bulls can ride with the young guns. But uh, nope. kicking it off, kicking it off to our next matchup, kind of sticking with the balls division. We had a balls versus taints matchup between Team Pussy Destroyer and Morning Chubb. Morning Chubb remains undefeated, wins by about twenty points, twenty four points. Burnham's now two and zero in our divisional games, which could be huge for the playoff seating tiebreakers. The series is now tied between Nick and Burnham at five and five, but still Burnham's getting no love from the IBM projections. I know we mentioned that earlier. He's still projected to finish tenth in the league, which just doesn't make sense with him starting off two and zero. Yeah, I always love watching the Norwood Tavern Bowl. It's always a great tradition, great game, but. It doesn't help that Bloom didn't start Amari Cooper this week. If he would have just started him, it probably would have been a different story. But here's a guy that's going to be competing with probably Shear to see who finishes 12th in this league. Uh, He's got to put it together. He's got to go in the waiver wire, edit his roster, and um, well done and well-deserved to Burnham, uh, who messaged, by the way, the Minnesota Vikings personally and told him to rest Justin Jefferson uh, so he could be ready for this week's matchup. And they, they listened to him clearly. Yeah. (laughs) They did listen to him because he was not even used in the Monday night. No, no, I think that was just part of the strategy to uh, rest him for this week. So, I mean, good for Brennan for having that connection. Yeah. But I want to stick up for my boy Bloom. I mean, he was a 2020 champ. Some people call it a Mickey Mouse year, but come on, Bloom. Come on. You got to put in some more effort on your team and, Get yourself a dub here before it's too late. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It should be interesting. Yeah. And then uh, to recap our last matchup of the week, we had Sutton My Face losing an absolute br- brutal game to the Sexy Sobe Slugs. I mean, just a brutal loss for Sutton. He had the most points scored for a losing team. He would have beaten five other teams. Terrible matchup for him. Um, it was also a Taints divisional game, so now he's down in the standings. Just unbelievable with his tight end situation. He had two weeks in a row where his tight ends put up a goose egg. He just is getting no luck. And he already has like four or five players injured. It just seems like a new every week. It's just another guy going down with a knee injury for him. Well, still impressive that his tight end put up zero points and he came close to a victory. So that just tells me that he has a lot of good players. They're going to put up points for him, and he has a little bit of depth, but he is um, on the injury bug train right now for sure. I think as we mentioned before from our week one speaker uh, and guests, and then last week, you got to have a tight end uh, to make it deep run into the playoffs and possibly win the championship. Yeah. Another interesting note is that Pat's four and two all time against Sutton, my face against yeah. Will. So I, I just want to tell Will, um, I hope you have room for two at Thanksgiving because Pat and his guests are coming over and having Thanksgiving <laughs> with you guys. Yeah. Um, the slugs so. just have the Sutton, my face's number. They just have their number. Yeah. Yeah. One last thing I wanted to say about that. Sutton, you got to fire your trainer, man. Your trainer is just not getting your players hydrated and not stretching them out. You need to do a better job on getting your, your players ready to play. Yeah. Also, um, you know, Sutton, you, you might want to file sexual allegations because Pat is literally pounding you week in and year in and year out. Yeah. So kind of to wrap it up, Dicks go 1-0 versus the Pussies. Taints go 1-0 versus the Balls. Taints still remain undefeated in the outer divisional games. I mean, the Taints are just kind of a juggernaut division with Sutton, Burnham, and Pat. You know, two of those teams are undefeated, and Sutton putting up good numbers and, you know, putting himself in a position to win, but just didn't get it this week. But still, very tough division to be in right now. Yeah, really tough. I mean, and there's still a lot of opportunities for a lot of these guys to make it to the playoffs. I mean, you can lose every single game outside of your division. As long as you win your division, you're in the playoffs. So there's still time to for people that are 0-2 to bounce back in this yeah, league. Good point. 
And then, uh, so the current playoff seedings right now, we got the Sexy Sylvie Slugs at one, being the Taints Division champ, the projected. Number two, we got the Cuck Lord 3000, 2-0, the Balls Division champ, which he might have in the bag because Team Taco and uh, Pussy Destroyer are both 0-2. And, and then the three seed, we got the Steamers at 1-0-1, remaining undefeated, the projected Pussies Divisional champ. And then myself at number four, the Pittsburgh Feelers, 1-1, the Dicks Divisional champ. And then we got the fifth and sixth seed, our two wild cards, Morning Chubb, 2-0, he's the first wildcard team, and Team McCraney, 1-1 one one at the second wildcard team. And then the first two out, we got Sutton, my face, at 1-1, one and, one, and the eighth seed comes so hard, Philip Rivers, Henson's team at 1-1. One one. Both of them, just one game back, or not even one game back, just doesn't have enough points. So, rough start for Coach Henson, but he does have his boys in a prime position right now. You know, kind of right where he wants them. Not too high, not too low, not peaking too soon. He's got his boys in a position to jump up the standings. Especially uh, he's my... He's my dark horse um, as of right now and going on for the rest of the season. So, yeah, you, we'll you're, going, you're going a full 180 on Team Henson? I'm going a full 180. I, I have a couple of buyer's remorse about a couple of different people that I picked in week one. Uh, but going into the midseason, um, Henson's my dark horse. Yeah. And then uh, rounding out the current seeding, current seeding, we got the 10th, 11th, and 12th seed being Team Taco, Team Pussy Destroyer, and Team Shear. Team Shear projected Sacco. Like you said, it might be between – the Pussy Destroyers and Team Shear being in the Sacco. Even Kyle said this week he might not win a game. We've never had a, a team go 0-13, but this year, this year if, if Kyle doesn't get some help at running back, it could be the year. Yeah, yeah, and I, I hope that's not the, the case for him uh, whatsoever. Um, like I said, if he can get one or two running backs and get rid of some of those wide receivers, he could see a turnaround in his season. Uh, but Bloom um, – Good luck to you. And if you finish last, there's always next season to bounce back. Yeah, there's always next season. But um, so yeah, let's kick it off into the waiver wire Wednesday. So waiver wire Wednesday, we had Sutton. He was he was first on the waivers this week. He grabbed Gerald Everett, finally securing that tight end position. I think that's a great pickup for him. Everett gets strong a pickup targets, and yeah, he kind of shores up that tight end position way better than the Alki Wagabai guy he picked up that put up another goose egg. You can tell Sun's been listening to the podcast because we said week two, like we were surprised that Gerald Everett was still in the waiver wire. So that was a great pickup for him. Yeah. And then kind of sticking with uh, the waiver wires, Morning Chubb grabbed Joe Flacco, the New York Jets quarterback. You know, Flacco has been unbelievable this season. I think he has like the third or second most passing yards in the league so far. So pretty good pickup by Burnham after starting off the season with Trey Lance. Yeah, he's had the most interesting QB picks. Uh, but yeah, Joe Flacco is – ripping the competition apart right now and i don't buy the hype about joe flacco uh just just because with the jets history coaching uh different players they're so inconsistent and joe flacco is a great qb don't get me wrong but do not lean on him to get you to the playoffs whatsoever no yeah do not he also has you know the red rifle or red rocket and uh Carson Wentz, who also has like is one of the top three leaders in the league in passing. <laughs> yeah, dude, big surprise there. But big I mean, surprise. Red Rock, Red Rocket's falling out, so there's yeah. nothing you could take away from him or his ginger soul. So, I mean, great pickup as of right now. Yeah, hey, as long as the Red Rock is throwing it to Curtis Samuel, I'm I'm happy with that. So, hope he stays. Yeah. Up. And then uh, kind of um, the third waiver wire pickup this week was the Cuckler 3000 grabbing Jared Goff. I really like that pickup for him because he has Justin Herbert, who's questionable this week. So that kind of shores up his quarterback room. So, yeah, what do you think about that? I love that pick. I, I don't know. It's because I've watched Hard Knocks. You know, I'm a huge Dan Campbell fan now. But I think Jared Goff is playing some of his best football that he's played in a long time, possibly in his career. I mean, the Lions 
they're not going to be a Super Bowl team and they don't have the offensive caliber, but he's going to have guys that are going to help him put up points week in and week out. Uh, if it's going to a Mont St. Brown a thousand times or just getting it done on his feet or just whoever's open. I mean, Jared Goff is a great guy to streamline or to start right now. Yeah. And the, the, the Lions low-key have a great offense. You know, they got DeAndre Swift, Jamal Wood, Amon yeah. Ross St. Brown. I mean, they got some boys on that team. I think they, they still have sure. Hawkinson. Yeah, yeah. The, they do. Um, TJ Hawkinson's a great tight end. Uh, and they have some guys that definitely have a lot of potential. Uh, but I like that pickup by Jared with Jared Goff a lot. Yeah. And kind of rounding out the waivers this week, uh, Sutton grabbed Corey Davis, shores up his uh, wide receiver room. And, you know, he's he's been pretty good this season to start. And then more, yeah, well, he, he also shored up his receiving room with Nelson Aguilar. And the Cucklor 3000 grabbed Noah Brown, who I have no idea who the fuck yeah, is. <laughs> could not tell you a single thing about Noah Brown, but – yeah. Maybe he's going to get some playing time because I know a lot of the Cow- Dallas Cowboys wide receivers are injured and unhealthy right now. Uh, but I like the Corey Davis pickup as well. I mean, why not pick up Corey Davis, especially if Joe Flacco is balling out? Um, so, I mean, Corey Davis was a first-round draft pick by the Titans. So, I mean, they, he's got some potential. You just don't go first-round top-five pick for any reason, you know? Yeah. So that kind of wraps up our waiver Wire Wednesday. We'll try to do this every week. Um, let's kick it off to this week's matchup. So, Taylor, uh, obviously I know there's one matchup that, that you've been waiting on. You've had circled on your calendar since we started the pod. We got the Morning Chub versus Sexy Sobe Slugs. Burnham currently leads the series 5 to nothing. never lost a pat. What, 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 what's your takeaways before we get into this? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, you're going to look back on this week's matchup and uh, you're, you're going to get out your history book and write this down because uh, this is where the men separate themselves from the boys. If I'm Pat... Uh, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get the W this week for my family's legacy uh, and just for my personal sanity. I know Burnham went ahead and ordered eight ball, I mean, eight butterball turkeys and sent it to Pat's house to get ready to prep it, cook it up for this week's uh, matchup because he thinks he's going to walk in this week with the W and just walk right out. But I'm telling you what, we have woken up a dragon in Pat's Ovacle. It's going to be like Mike Tyson versus Evander Holyfield. Uh, it's going to be an absolute slugfest. Yeah, strong start by both teams this year. Both 2-0. and Honestly, couldn't ask for a better matchup. Currently, Sovi's favored by 9.6 points. Um, they will play again in Week 13 because this is a divisional game, but this this is a great time to set like the season straight. Yeah, also great opportunity to establish yourself. Uh, either one, whether you're going to go 6-0 and uh, or 1-5, it, it, something's got to change. Uh, either I continue doing what you're doing, or you're going to be left behind and made fun of. But this is what also ESPN 30 for 30s are made of as well. Very true. And then kind of kicking off to the next week's or next matchup I want to talk about this week is the Pittsburgh Beelers versus Cleveland Steamers. You know, Steamers are still undefeated. The returning champ ran in champs. But Pittsburgh, we, we've had Coleman's number over the years. We're 5-2 and two overall against him, which kind of surprises me. But, yeah, he, he's currently favored by 1.2 points. I'm pretty nervous because we might have peaked too soon. But hopefully our boys are primed and ready to play. And we're not just going to let last week get to our heads this week. No, you can't. Um, last week was a great uh, morale win for you and your organization. But I think it's going to be full steam ahead for the Cleveland Steamers. I think they came in with confidence, even though they got a tie. I, I think he's got your number this year. Oh, you think so? I think so. Well, ho- hopefully not. But it, it wouldn't hurt too bad because I'm still undefeated in the division. But ho- hopefully Pittsburgh gets the, gets the job done. We get all the feels. Um, kicking it off to the next matchup, kind of sticking with the uh, Dicks division, we have Team McCraney versus Team Shear. McCraney is our biggest favorite team this week with 10.6 points. 
I mean, McCraney's got a stacked team. He's got Aaron Rodgers, Stephon Diggs. Yeah. I mean, he's just got some boys, and Stephon Diggs is a freak. But Kyle does lead the series 3-2, to two, but still, this just might not be Kyle's year. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be a pretty one for Kyle. Um, we can go ahead and mark the series as tied. Uh, and you're right, McCraney's got a really, really strong team uh, with a lot of guys that can put up points week in and week out. So best of luck to Kyle. Hopefully we see some trades by you this week. Yeah, he needs them. Um, and then kicking off to the next matchup I wanted to get into was the Come So Hard of Philip Rivers versus Public Masturbation. Great name game, you know. Uh, Public Masturbation is versus, are favored by 8.8 points. Um, Henson does leave the series 2-1, to one, but this is a push-divisional matchup, so they will be playing twice. Yeah, any thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, I mean, to me, if I look at the roster, clearly I'm going to say kick Kleider. It sucks that Dallas, uh, I mean, not Dallas, I was thinking of Dallas Goddard, uh, Dalton Schultz for the Cowboys is hurt right now. He doesn't have Dak as his QB. And David Njoku is kind of like risky because he's always hurt. He's never been really consistent, but the analysts love him. So if his tight end, David Njoku, can at least put up 10 points, he should be able to walk away with this week's matchup. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if Henson upset uh, public masturbation. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I think it's going to be a good matchup, and I, I kind of think it's a must-win for both of them. You know, neither of those teams want two losses, especially with Coleman still being undefeated. Jack needs to get on the board with a dub. He's asking for trades now, so people send some trades to him. Yeah, yeah. spice up the league. We, I, I want to see some trades for sure. Yeah, I would love a trade. We'd have a breaking news alert. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that'll be definitely a matchup everyone keeps their eye on. It'll be a good one. Um, and then going into our next matchup, we got Team Pussy Destroyer versus the Cuck Lord 3000. Pussy Destroyers 0-2. The series is tied 2-2, but they're favored by 4.9 points. This is a balls divisional matchup. This could be huge for Team Pussy Destroyer if he can get the dub this week. Yeah, I mean, all he literally has to do uh, for this week, and I mean, he's predicted to win. All he has to do is start Amari Cooper. Uh, I don't think he's changed his lineup yet, uh, but Jordan Palmer from the Los Angeles Chargers is not going to get you enough points to secure a W and walk away against especially if, uh Yeah, especially if Keenan Allen comes back. He's not going to get as many targets. But yeah, the yeah, Cuck Lord, but, but the Cuck Lord, I mean, he might be down a quarterback. He did pick up Jared Goff. It was a great pickup, and Justin Herbert still predicted to play this week. Uh, so oh, they haven't ruled, yeah. So they haven't ruled him out, but I think if Bloom just adjusted a little bit on his roster, I mean, he could easily upset the Cuck Lord this week. Yeah, no, he easily could. This could this could be Bloom's best chance to get a win early this season. And it would be a huge upset. It'd be a huge statement win. Huge. Going zero and two versus uh, someone top three predicted to make the playoffs. I mean, it'd be a great great win for him. Yeah, huge morale boost for the Pussy Destroyers. And then our last matchup I wanted to get into was Team Taco versus Sutton My Face. Sutton is only favored by 1.6 points. Sutton does lead the series 4-2. to two. It's a balls versus taints matchup. You got anything to add on this one, or you got any, anything? No, I think Sutton's going to win this week. I think it's going to be a close game. Topper has played in the past three weeks some really close games that could have came down to the wire. But the guys that everyone thought, the veteran guys in the league that everyone thought would go off, have not been producing big numbers for him. Not even Dustin Knox, who I thought was going to be a top 10 tight end. Last yeah. year, him and Josh Allen had an amazing connection. He put up points week in, week out. Uh, but hes I don't even think in the past two weeks combined, he's put up a total of 10 points. Um, so, again, in this league, you got to have a tight end that's going to help you make that playoff push. I feel like everyone's noticing that. But I think Sutton should come out this week with a W. The only thing that uh, – yeah, the only thing I'm, like, curious about is his running back situation – if he's going to start Darnell Henderson or he's going to start Ezekiel Elliott. So if he starts Ezekiel Elliott, it's going to give him a three point, uh, a point three buffer, which 
Ezekiel Elliott's still not a bad guy to go to. Um, the Cowboys, clearly injury bug. And Zeke's not going to put up the numbers that he once did, but he's still going to get his touches, and he can go off any moment. Yeah. Team Taco, this is also one of those must-win matchups because Sutton, his division, you got the Morning Chubb and the Texas Soviet Slugs. They're both undefeated. One of them is going to remain undefeated this week. So he can't fall two games back in the division. No. It would suck to start off 0-3. Yeah. And Team Taco, come on, man. Get, get, a, get a win on the board. Got to do it. Yeah. You got anything else to add for this week's matchups? Are you ready to kick it off to our interview? I'm ready to kick it off to this week's matchup, the game of the week, and our interview. And now, we welcome in our guest, fighting in the right corner, weighing in at 160 pounds, coach of the morning chubs, Burnham Smith. And fighting in the left corner, weighing in at 200 pounds and 0-5 by submission, owner of the Sexy Sobe Slugs, Patrick Sovacool. How we doing, guys? Welcome. Doing great, man. We're, we're glad our commissioner is uh, still alive. Yeah. yeah. So, Burnham, let's start off with you. Burnham, you've been a part of the league since 2016, going on your seventh year. Got a regular season record pretty strong, 47 and 33. You know, not too much to complain about. Not bad. Yeah. No, no ships yet, though. Yeah. And so, we're you've been there. since 2017. You're on your sixth season, and your regular season record's not as good. You're 29 and 39, but you're 0 and 2 this year, so not a bad start for you this year. But we wanted to have y'all both on for this uh, podcast because y'all have a huge matchup this week. So, cool. you got a lot of explaining to do because Burnham kind of owns your ass, dude. You're 0-5 against them. So, <laughs> how do you feel about your team this uh, year? And, like, what do you think about this matchup? Uh, my team this year is fucking phenomenal. There's no other way to put it. Um, this matchup will be easy and we will dominate. That's it. That's yeah, I mean, I you're 2-0. The IBM projections love you. And can't really say the same about you, Burner. For some reason, IBM still uh, has you as like hey. the 10th best team, which doesn't make any sense. It, it's they've, insane. They've never been in my corner. <laughs> I, I've, I'm always projected low, and I always usually finish high. I, I was looking back at the, the league history. <laughs> usually um, finish high is right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You can bet. You can bet your ass. I'm, I'm usually way up there. Yeah, and see, both of y'all, both of you guys, y'all are in the Taints division, which is probably the toughest division to be in this year. You know, y'all are both 2-0, and and you got Sutton, who's 1-1. One and one. Only one loss in the division. What do y'all think about y'all's division? And, like, what do y'all think about y'all's teams are going on to the season? Brian, let's start with you. Uh, You know, looking back at, at some of Pat's teams, I mean, <laughs> you got you to gotta give it to him. This is a strong one, man. I mean, compared to, you know, 2021, 11th place finish, 2022 or 2020, you know, where are we down here? 11 again. <laughs> we, got a, we got a 10. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I got to say this, you know, look, looking past all that, this is probably the, the strongest slugs team in a, in a long time, maybe since the, the, the years. Uh, first, lead, first year when Pat was who the fuck's Chachi, I believe was his team name. <laughs> well, no, who the fuck's Chachi it's was so, Bay? That was me and Topper. Yeah, I'm we always to oh, okay, okay. I got don't you. change right. team ownership here. We're <laughs> yeah, ride we, or we die. Change every year. We change every year. But honestly, I, I got to say that Will's probably going to be the cupcake in our uh, division this year. Um, oh, yeah. what a hot take. <laughs> yeah, not, not a good start for the Sutton My Facers. 
Ah. That's got a strong team. I'll give it to him this year. But I, uh, I'm confident. I think it'll be a, a closer than, than usual matchup. But the Chubs have been coming through strong the first yeah. two games so far. So, yeah, I mean, for both sure. Got strong teams. Both of y'all drafted pretty strong. Burnham, your quarterback kind of questions me. But honestly, Carson That's Wentz my number one is... question. Yeah, besides Carson Wentz. I mean, he started yeah. off with Trey Lance, and now he's got the Red Rocket. If he gets his QB <laughs> situation figured out, I mean. <laughs> he's got the Red Rocket. Might be kind good. Of, kind of scrambling at the QB situation. Well, no, uh, no excuses there. Uh, Trey Lance was a, a stretch in the draft. Um, I'm, I'm confident in the Red Rocket, though. I mean, he put up good numbers this past weekend. Hey, I need like 15 plus points from the weekend. That's yeah. that's what that's what we're counting on. My question is, and uh, some fans have written in from the Jets. They wonder if uh, <laughs> Joe Flacco is going to get the tap on the shoulder to possibly call the calls for this week's game. <laughs> you know, that was honestly kind of a, a fuck you to the rest of the people in the league. Grab, make sure no one else could get him. Um, I, I know Pat has my home, so I know it's going to be him. But I, I kind of, I'll kind of hop on the waiver wire and, and try and add people that I think other people might pick up. It might come in handy because, like you said, my QB situation is not the best in the league for sure. Yeah. Other than I that, did the same thing. I grabbed like all the receivers I could. Yeah, I was lucky enough to grab um, Aguilar off the waivers uh, this week. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll we'll see how he does. I'd love to squeeze him in, but I can't. I got three receivers I can't take out. Yeah. Going over to you, Pat. So did you – how how did you draft? Because I remember you were saying you had to work or something during the draft. Did you draft off your phone? Yes. Unlike most of you assholes, I work seven days a week, unfortunately. <laughs> how does that make us an asshole because you have a shitty job situation? <laughs> I'm not quite sure, but either way. <laughs> you're still all assholes in my book. Yeah, um, well, you're just swallowing a shoddy cough. Uh, I actually pulled up the beautiful ESPN Fantasy app. Plug. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you drafted a solid squad. You got Cooper Cup. You know, everyone else on your team is pretty good, too. You got you got a really solid squad. Yeah, I just need DK to get off his ass. Man. Yeah. So do you agree with Burnham about leg. your division? Do you think Will's the cupcake? Oh, of course. He's always the cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the 2017 champ, Will Sutton, now. Oh. Yeah, man. He's got oh. a ring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my question is, what is conditioning and practice like over at the Sexy Slob organization? Like, how have you gone from four and nine for the past five years to putting together a pretty hot start at two and now? Uh, what have you been telling uh, your guys out there? Uh, you know, we've been uh, we've been running every day, <laughs> Run, running straight to the bar every day after work. We devise a plan, drink about six to twelve, usually on a normal night. We just let the dogs loose. Yeah, you've been watering, about you've been watering the slug garden with vodka. Well, I hate yeah. to tell you, Pat. I mean, this is no laughing matter. I mean, I mean, you do have a good team, strong lineup, uh, but Burnham owns you uh, in every <laughs> sense. I mean, in every sense. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if you know this, but Burnham and his family are coming over for Thanksgiving, and you guys aren't eating first. The Smith family's eating first. So <laughs> I mean, you got to do something. You got to do something. <laughs> Or you're going to be asking on Thanksgiving, how do you like your turkey, <laughs> roasted, oven-made, or smoked? I mean, uh, got to get serious here, man. Yeah, Pat, yeah. this is My the only matchup in the Burnham league where someone has never won. Yeah, never won. Dude, listen, if you well, win this, this is what this they is make. This is my year. I have complete confidence in my lineup. Um, the only thing I really have issues with are my bye weeks. I'm going to have to 
one of these games is just going to be a fucking forfeit. But um, I think I got a lot like week seven. Like I got like seven guys out, so it's not good. But uh, you do what no, you want when you're popping. You know, it, it's good for right now. <laughs> Burnham doesn't stand a chance this week. I'll go ahead and put it on the table. Mahomes is going to drop a 30-piece. Cup's going to drop a 30-piece. Hey, Tyler Higby right there. He gets some numbers, too, this week. He's going to get targeted yeah. a lot. You're not going to start Joe, start Joe Burrow this week, Pat? Absolutely not. <laughs> dude, can we talk <laughs> about Joe Burrow? He's, he's he a sucks right now, dude. He yeah. sucks right now. Yeah. And he deleted his Instagram and his Twitter. Like, come on. Like, oh, that's soft. You just, Are you that just hurt? Yeah. yeah. He's soft. Yeah. That's awesome. Still, so, Joe, Burm, still Joey Big Nuts. Yeah. So, Burm, I want to kick it to you. So, Sovacool is favored this week by 9.6 points. I'm not sure if you have your lineup mm. set for sure yet, but what do you think about him being favored by 9.6, and what do you think about coming into this game, being 0-5-0? Um, you know, like like we said earlier, the IBM hates me. Um, I've been uh, the underdog in the first two games and won those significantly. So, uh, yeah. not not too worried about the projections. Um, but like I said, I, I think uh, over over most years, this this slug team definitely definitely uh, an upgrade from from the usual usual uh, slug roster. So yeah, I like it. You're giving you're giving yourself some opponent respect when you don't need to. I mean, you're five and zero against this guy. This guy is basically a practice squad for you. He's fucking scared. That's why. <laughs> Bruno, what's unfair for you is that Pat gets a first round look at these guys when they're young, so he knows who he's going to pick. <laughs> Uh, every summer at Ohio State, there's a John Silvical linebacker camp. <laughs> you get to scout these guys. Uh, so this year, his scouting report paid off. So he's got a good lineup. Um, but I think you have a great team. Only thing that's going to question me is your QB situation. Uh, but I would be a little nervous playing Pat this week. It's coming off 2-0. and He's got a lot of proof. I think the last thing he wants to do is host uh, you and your family where, you know, Thanksgiving over at his house. Uh, <laughs> I think he's got to change the tradition or uh, or else he's just going to be left in history as a loser in this column versus this matchup. Uh, and this is yeah. what ESPN, ESPN 30 for 30s are, are written uh, and based <laughs> off of here. You know, and, Fuck yeah, let's get it going. And, and definitely I, I will say, that. you know, being being owned five, like that's 100% on, on league ownership right there. I mean, <laughs> there's just like you can't put that on players. That's just, you know, what what can you say? That's, yeah, that's on Coach Sogokul for sure. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, Coach in it to win it. Yeah, we didn't invite it to the Ohio State John Sovacool linebacker camp, but it's cool. I mean, everyone's done fine. <laughs> There's always so. next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so y'all play again in week 13, the last week of the season. Are y'all saving anything? Like, are y'all saving anything in the tank for that matchup? Or are y'all, are y'all going balls out this week? Is, are more, is Morning Chubb waking up fully stiff on Sunday? Morning Chubb <laughs> is always fully erect on Sundays. <laughs> always oh! on Sundays, okay? So, just gonna be waking up, pitching a tent on Sunday, just ready to roll, ready to just slap the slugs around a little bit, you know. Yeah. One thing we've learned about you, Burnham, is that we could blink, you could be at zero, and then we blink, you're at a hundred and thirty. So, um, even if you start off soft, um, just know that there's <laughs> options out there for you to get up you know, easily. Yeah. Yeah. They make pills for that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we did. We do have some listener emails. Miss Kunt's third grade class or Miss Kuntz third grade class. Um, we had two <laughs> emails. Um, this one is for you, Mr. Sovacool. This is from little Anna. She asked, Mr. Sovacool, you have drafted and played a white quarterback ever since you've been in the league. 
Are you racist? <laughs> no, no further questions, please. <laughs> it's, 2000, it's 2022. You got to answer the question, man. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, am, I'm not racist. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> the white, we, the white quarterback thing is debatable for this year. <laughs> he's he's one of those Baltimore guys when Flacco was there. Like, there's just something about. Flacco, you know, I'm not sure what it is over Lamar Jackson. There's just <laughs> something about him. I can't. <laughs> yeah. That was well, a he, tough question. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't ask it. Little well, the people, <laughs> the people have questions, and we yeah. are we are a credible uh, news and media organization. So yeah, I mean, uh, we're gonna ask we're gonna ask the tough he, questions. He did bring up a good point because I did some digging, and you had Case Keenum and Aaron Rodgers in 17, Aaron Rodgers again in 18, Mahomes in 19. Which, come on, guys. Mahomes is white. And then Jared Goff and Taysom Hill in 2020. And then Joe Burrow. So this is totally – little Anna is a lying bitch. I just remember yeah, this is, She is inaccurate with – Mahomes is definitely black, man. Burrow, we also have one more email from uh, Miss, Miss Koontz, third grade class. This one comes from Young Bella. She says, uh, Mr. Smith, you say you're a coach, but you have not led a team to the championship. Since you have been in the league, are you a bad coach? <laughs> the answer is these, yes. kids, these kids have no filters i mean they have good questions i i would say that i led a team to the championship we just couldn't quite get across the finish line bella i, I love your your uh your hard-hitting question though i also love your name um what a great great name <laughs> yeah. you're such a dick dude, young bella she just has the questions dude oh uh, <laughs> young bella <laughs> Hey, she's a big supporter <laughs> yeah. of the morning chubs. Oh, yeah. 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 She um, to thanks for your question, way. though, Bella. I really appreciate it. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Damn, Taylor, how many Bud Lights have you been drinking? <laughs> Just two. <laughs> I wish I had some Bud Light right now. Dude, they're such a they're such You're a grow, man. Though. You can go buy some. Yeah. I've, the been, hotel, drinking, I've been drinking uh, Bud Light over ice. <laughs> recently Ugh. i swear to god dude it's so like phenomenal. it's, it's almost like cops. drinking it's almost like drinking water yeah it's crazy it's like it's like it's a hydrating <laughs> drum there's no taste whatsoever it's flat yeah you just pound it you just fucking chug it <laughs> dude if i'm at a bar with you and you order a bud light with ice i'm gonna slap you in the face <laughs> dude yeah man all right yeah you're gonna, you're gonna have to slap me in the face. It's my new thing. Have you been in West Virginia or something like that? I mean, like, I don't even know people no. that do that normally. So apparently, a bunch of it's the St. Louis crowd. They're they're the weird ones who's Bud Light over ice. Look it up. Weird. I think that's why they made made Bud Ice like the forty ounce, probably. Probably just straight water. <laughs> I, I wish that instead of like having to drink like. 12 beers like why don't they just have like a they need to come out with like a well i guess they already do but like a like a liquid pill you know like one pill equals one drink but i guess that's pretty much the equivalent of xanax anyway yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, taylor taylor you got any questions to ask or anything no uh i mean we just know that this week's matchup is going to be a slugfest it's like mike tyson versus evander holyfield um <laughs> but someone's going to get knocked out at the end of the week. 
Uh, look forward to this matchup. Uh, I'm pissed at Butterball that they didn't sponsor this, but someone's going to be having to make uh, Thanksgiving turkey at someone's house at the end of this matchup. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's fucked up. They, like, just straight shut you down on the – Dude, I like explained to them like what we were about, how we were an inclusive podcast that brings in special guest speakers every week, like you guys. Um, <laughs> I even wrote some puns. I'm like, hey, like you probably already heard of us, but we're the Balls Deep podcast, uh, or maybe you have it, or maybe it wings an ear. Or <laughs> so I thought they would get the poultry joke. <laughs> Um, but I was like, anyway, like we have this special competition going on this week uh, between two of our friends, um, and we made an agreement that uh, the loser has to cook four butterball turkeys, deep fried, roasted, smoked at the um, the winner's house, and uh, that we were going to donate ten turkeys to <laughs> first a local food bank and shelters, you know, if they would sponsor us. But no, they uh, they shut it down. Well, I have butterball. What's wrong with you? Do you hate charity? Do you hate eating <laughs> people in need? Yeah. What's, what's going That's on? That's what here? it sounds like. Yeah, no, they didn't show any love whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't have ball, any other man. questions to ask, but I am looking forward to this matchup. Uh, it's nice knowing that whoever wins this is still undefeated. So that's that's kind of a big, big statement and early season um, statement to make. For sure. Yes, going sir. Down, man You're going down like a sweet muffin, man rub. <laughs> Unless you're topper, going undefeated early is a, a good thing. But Pat could not be less worried. Um, Dude, uh, some, some of the people in the league, their draft picks did not make sense. Like uh, Kyle Shearer not getting a running back. I'm like, what is going on? And, and he doesn't have thinnest, a one running back. This is the thinnest running back situation I think we've ever had in the league. Yeah, it's bad. There's, there's it's no bad. one. No one on waivers. Yeah, there's um, none. Uh, but Burnham, you have anything to say, last statements or anything? No, but uh, I think, uh, you know, just on the league overall, you know, we kind of had a new addition with Topper bringing in uh, Gary Topper's dad. And I got to say at first that I wasn't too thrilled about it um, because this team with Logan was very poorly ran. But, you know, it is what it is. And then obviously with the the start they've gotten off to, it's it's like, I mean, it's just more Topper. So, like, you know, (laughs) he, he got that terrible fantasy gene from someone. Um, so hey, <laughs> welcome to the league, Gary. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> to the league, Gary. Oh, wow. What about, what about you, Pat? You have any final statements to make? Uh, nah, man, I'm, I'm happy to be on with you guys. This has been a pleasure. Uh, I think Burnham knows what's coming this weekend, so we'll let him, uh, we'll see, we'll let see. Him enjoy, let him enjoy this, uh, last night off in peace before he gets that, uh, that nice slug. <laughs> the, sl- the slime trail coming, baby. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining the podcast. Thank you, guys. You. Appreciate y'all. Good. See y'all later. See ya. Right. Yeah. Adios. Peace. See ya. All right, that was our interview. Special thanks or many thanks to Mr. Sovacool and Mr. Burnham. Uh, good luck to the, all you guys this week. Uh, Taylor, you got anything else to add for this weekend? No, thank you to our sponsors at Coastal Vibe CBDs and the Flying Fish Bar and Grill. Um, and we're open to other corporate sponsors. Just please contact me or the host and founder of the show, Parker. And uh, we look forward to next week. Yep. Uh, thank you guys for listening. See you next week. Oh, oh, oh.